0: We will not know who the bird of the century is now, and I know you can't wait. But Wednesday, the news will emerge following a massive influx of hundreds of thousands of votes due in large part to the British-American talk show host John Oliver, who's very funny. Um, And he's put a celebrity... Behind the puteke teke Australasian crested grebe. You might have seen his posters all over the show, all over the world in fact. Over three hundred thousand votes have been cast, crashing Forest and Birds system at one point. The voting closes tomorrow at five. Helen Jameson is from a conservation group Forest Bridge. Trust is based north of Auckland and they're backing what they say is an underbird, the Australasian bittern, the Matuku Hurepo. And here it is. Mm -hmm. 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 And that's fairly distinctive, isn't it? Hi, Helen, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Kim. I'm good.
0: You would think that we would hear that around the place, wouldn't you?
1: Well, it's actually, I spent um, some time this season listening for Bit and Booming, volunteering to to do that. And it's remarkably easy to miss. Um, it sounds like such a, it's kind of like blowing across the top of a bottle. Yeah. a low sound. Um, but, you know, I took my 17-year-old daughter with me and she could spot it long before I could. And then once your ear is in... Then you do notice it for sure, but um, so I think she heard it. She
0: heard it before she saw yeah. it, right?
1: Yes, and it's very, very rare to actually see a bittern. If um, you have a resident bitten in your community, then people will see it a lot. But it's this in such few numbers now, and they are so cryptic and so fantastic at hiding the very very few people have seen one and i think most new zealanders have never heard of one let alone actually heard that sound
0: i'll try this joke again to see if it works for a second time Once bitten twice shy
1: (laughs) yes and um it sounds like you're a bit of a fan there kim well (laughs) they they stretch
0: don't they stretch out and put their beaks in the air and look like mm-hmm. reeds.
1: Yeah. And so they um, they love to nest and hunt in Ropo. Raupo, and they are kind of the colour of a harrier hawk. And when they stand up, so they're even if they weren't putting their head right up, they would be about the height of your dining table. They're a huge heron. And so it is really mad that lots of us have, you know, even rural dwellers have never seen one. Um, and also stresses how small, you know, their numbers are now. But yeah, they stand with their beak pointing. Well, nobody knows how many are left. There's definitely less than a thousand. Those were the numbers at the last, you know, proper tally back in the, I think it was the early 90s. And now there could be as few as three to 400 nationwide. So we don't know because they're very, very hard to spot and monitor. And the way conservationists do try to monitor Um, The bittern is by listening for the booming. They do it all year, apparently, but in uh, mating season, the males boom. And so what we don't know is, uh, am I listening to a bittern out in Tafranui and then somebody else is is recording that in the Kaipara, you know, a long way away? And it's the same button. No. You're looking for a mate. No, And Doubling we don't up. know that. We don't know because they're incredibly hard to find and they're so good at hiding.
0: Yeah. John Oliver, um, of course, back in the buteke <laughs> he would call that the underbird. Um, so yes. you want to wrestle back that title for starters, don't you?
1: Well, you know, when I on Monday night, well, Tuesday morning, I because um, I I had hadn't watched John Oliver, but when I saw it sort of erupting on Tuesday morning, um, because you know. We had 1,500 votes last year for the bittern, and we were really pleased with that. You know, the yeah. goal is to have people realise that the bittern exists, that there's a really big need to restore their habitat from even um, remnants of wetland through to actual, you know, big wetlands on on farms and so on. People are starting to do that now, which is fantastic. But um, when, I, when I heard on Tuesday um the organizers were saying they'd had 30,000 votes that night so compared to our thing we were pleased with almost aiming for a top 10 finish and um I think they had 50,000 votes in total last year and so far they've had 300,000 this has been massive and I felt a little bit um mealy-mouthed about that at first and then I realized you know bird of the year is always controversial (laughs) <laughs> All sorts of things have happened in past years, and um, it's great exposure. And if in that process where you vote and then you confirm your vote through your email, you're invited to make a donation to Forest and Bird, who are different from us. Everybody always confuses us because we've got an F and a B in there with the Forest Bridge Trust. But Forest and Bird, you know, they can do amazing work with those donations of a fraction of those 300,000 people donate, um, and it gives us a lot of exposure you know um, bird life in New Zealand desperately needs New Zealanders to step up and look after it we've got a lot of species here that don't exist anywhere else in the world or if they do they're in very very low numbers even in the other places where they are you know Australasian bittern is in Australia too and there's been some amazing projects there to um, boost their numbers and we really need um, communities and landowners to start restoring their wetlands um so that these birds have somewhere to um nest and breed, but also to feed. You know, they're turning up on roadsides now, feeding in the gullies that run alongside the roads because they're desperate for food. They weigh, you know, one and a half kilos roughly when they're fully grown and they take some feeding. Um and they're getting hit by cars. And so it's making a significant dent in a predation um and also being killed on the roads as they desperately look for food and they need food sources. Um, in, in our communities. I know the
0: forest okay. I know the forest bridge Trust is, is, um, is, is trying to get a, a Kiwi safe forest bridge between mm-hmm. east and west Coast in North Rodney. Are you yeah. involved in saving or restoring the bittern habitats there as well at all?
1: Yeah, and that's what's exciting about conservation is that um, when you start to um, knock back predators, when the community really gets on board and starts driving for that on um, mass, um, consistently, then as you make it safe for one type of native bird, all the others really benefit too. I think you know my hometown, well, village, Madakana—they've been um, committing to this as a community for probably six or seven years now, and. That the, We've had Bellbird come back to this area for the first time in 100 years. Somebody sighted a flock of 30 Keteru um, last autumn. And so it's very, very exciting what starts to happen. And what's wonderful about it is it draws a community together, you know, people young from very young children all the way through to retired people. Um, it's, it's a wonderful way to share a space and to push for something with work and planning and ingenuity and commitment that it's a really, it's almost like a collective task or a hobby, I suppose, that the whole community is participating in. It's it's a really, really rewarding field. I we do worry need...
0: about some of the birds. I mean, not all native birds are the best. You know, Weka, for example, can <laughs> chew up <laughs> other birds'
1: walk. eggs. Oh, Black-backed gulls.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not that's... welcome all, is it?
1: Well, it is welcome all because in a balanced landscape, you know, that's what's always been happening. And that's, you know, they have food sources with other birds, you know, harrier hawks feed on the eggs of bitten. But it's giving the birds that are struggling the most the chance to thrive. And I've spoken to two people, actually, who have gone gone on to um, our website to click through and, you know, vote Um And they said they were in tears by the time they'd finished looking through the list. and Because you get five votes. It's not just one vote that you're putting Mm. in. And so you need to choose four other birds. You might go on there for the bitten, but you need to choose four other birds. And it's distressing looking at that list of birds that are, what it says is, in serious trouble. And so that's what's good about you know, John Oliver's campaign is that he's given a massive amount of exposure and, and Kiwis are talking about it. New Zealanders are talking about it because they're irritated or it's controversial or it's foreign interference, et cetera. But they are talking about our native wildlife and starting to see, you know, what could I do? What could I contribute? Where money, time, um or uh, what do you call it, you know, um, smarts in terms of things that you can contribute for innovation. And that's a very, very important um, conversation to have. Um, we've got the highest proportion of threatened Indigenous species in the world. And it's really important that we tackle that. You know, something we've said about the Bitter. Here comes campaign. the Bitter
0: upon you. The bird is upon you. Mm-hmm. Helen Jamieson, thank you.